Oh, fuck. How do you clap with a cup of tea in your hand? Let's find out. How do you clap with a cup of tea in your hand? Three, two, one. I won't be able to hear that. That's terrible. We'll do it again. Make a, make a noise or just make a noise. Oh, okay. Do three, two, one. All right, ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Great. That'll do. You'll hear that. You'll see that in the audio waves. Audio do. waves. <gasps> what was that song? Radio waves, microwaves, infrared, radiation, visible light, ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays. Do you remember it or are you too old? I've not got a clue what you're talking about. Oh, fucking hell. That's the intro to this week's episode. Done. (laughs) So, David, how is this unemployed life? I've quit. My nine-to-five office job. If you never gave it a shot, you'd never know. I've actually done it. I've taken the leap. Have you ever absolutely just had to get drunk at a work day? The story has to be interrupted because the dog started barking. (laughs) Right then, folks. What will it be? I'm going to ask you the question synonymous with this podcast. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Bud Light because there's not much alcohol in the shops. Thank you, Brexit. I won't even say at the time of recording because at the time this comes out, that'll still be happening. Uh, Mm. And also it's the cheapest. And I'm drinking it out of a lovely Beaver Town glass, which may or may not have been acquired from... A public house in London. I won't say which one <laughs> and how it was acquired. But I, some, I remember when we got home, it was there. It had fallen into somebody's handbag and just by magic. Why are people kleptomaniacs? Some of the like most well-off people I know regularly inform me after a visit to a... a eatery or a public house perhaps that they have pocketed some of the nice things and i just i I don't even have the inclination to do that but i know lots of people that do i wonder why this is have you never nabbed a glass from a pub nope really no i've obviously led a very sheltered life wait does that mean that you buy your own glasses like an absolute fool david i live at home with my mum and dad I don't have to do that sort of shit. <laughs> but okay, but when when you and Liam move into your own place together, you'll start to realise that God, I don't have to pay for glasses when you could just acquire them from a public house, and they've got nicer glasses than the ones in shops. They've got logos and everything on them, and also like you know, you can get a four pack of beer for about a fiver, but in a pub it costs nearly a fiver for one pint. So I say that the price that you pay includes a glass. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but I know people that have like steak knives. They take like salt and pepper cellars. I even watched one woman once. <laughs> this is a hilarious story, but I've got to watch what I say. I watched her put a pot plant in her fucking bag and then water it <laughs> with the water jug. <laughs> wow. Wall in her bag and then wondered why she had soil on the end of her comb. Was it from a restaurant or? No, it was from a, uh, like a christening. <laughs> what? Not a christening, a, a non-religious christening. <laughs> a non-religious um, christening? Yeah, what they called baby naming ceremonies. What? Baby naming ceremony? Yeah. 
So if you're not religious... But I thought that's what a baby shower was. This is after the baby's been born. And you just go, <gasps> Tim, and then hooray, party. <laughs> anyway, why the fuck are we talking about this? You're drinking a beer. I'm drinking a beer out of a glass a, that an may, ale? may not have been acquired from uh, a public house in London. It's a Bud Light because it was the cheapest one in the shop. And I'm drinking, I'm sad to say, a cup of tea from a mug what's happened to because you because this is what's happened every time i drink yeah every time recently since i've drunk alcohol been drink the only thing that's not given me heartburn recently is sangria and i'm not whipping up some <laughs> sangria for the podcast on a fucking tuesday night so where's your dedication i know but what the fuck what the fuck is happening to me if i can't drink cider anymore my life isn't worth living Okay, that sounds like the words of an alcoholic. Hi, Liam. I hope you're listening. (laughs) Hello to Scarlett's parents and family and friends. You heard it here first. I mean, like, I don't, I don't actually, when I'm amongst friends, I'm not really that fussed about getting pissed. Well, obviously, like, if if the opportunity's there, I'll do it. (laughs) Duh. Um, Mm. But I'd gladly spend time with my friends because they're my friends or my family not drinking and have a perfectly good time without having had to have had a drink, if you know what I mean. Yes. But can you imagine stuff that you have a drink at that you don't really want to be there? That's the only thing that gets you through it. It's also a little bit of an icebreaker as well. Have you ever absolutely just had to get drunk at a work day? Um, yeah. <laughs> so what would it have been? 2020. Uh, no 2019 christmas yeah that was the last works do i went to because we went to this nice hotel in winchester to eat and we all got like drinks tokens and (laughs) for god's sake and the story has to be interrupted because the dog started barking one moment there's probably a cat in the garden i might have to deal with this one moment dear listener another one for you miss Uh, what what were we talking about again? Oh, having to have a drink at a works do. Yeah, the last one it was. Yeah, it was. We got drinks tokens and stuff. So, and then the great thing is about a works Christmas do is that all the senior managers who you don't really interact with much during working hours anyway, and people who barely know who you are, when they've had a few drinks, they start getting quite generous because they're on the higher pay grades and they're like, right, it's my round. So you don't have to really pay that much for drinks because they're like, it's my Mm. round. What you're having, what you're having. And it's like, well, if you insist. And then Mm. once that round's finished, you've just got to be quite careful. Just make sure this is an advice for anyone going to any works Christmas dues this year if they come back. Who knows? Take advantage of the senior management buying drinks. But just... (laughs) watch the like most senior figure after that because they won't want to wait but they will be nice and get around but make sure you don't finish your drink before them very good advice that was the last Mm. work christmas do i went on not that i'll be going on any more for a while as you will find out in the topic of this episode we didn't do an intro we did your the intro was you singing some nonsense about waves oh yeah so david Mm mm-hmm how is this unemployed life? <laughs> well, so yeah, for those that don't know, I have taken the leap, as it were, and I have quit my full-time nine-to-five 
office job or muggle job, as I think a lot of us actory people say, because we're dramatic. controversial. Why is that controversial? I saw a quite a big argument on Twitter about calling it a muggle job. Did you? Oh, no. I did, yes. Why? Somebody said something like, um, I think that's really offensive because it, <laughs> it insinuates that people who aren't it's elitist because people who aren't actors aren't normal (laughs) no we're not normal i'm sorry but actors aren't normal who the fuck said that no no people that aren't actors aren't normal people that aren't actors aren't normal yeah like we're the best and they're beneath us because they're muggles yeah sounds about right anyway moving on Uh, listen, we didn't you, promise you, you wouldn't be offended. Oh, God. God, grow up. Who cares? It's just a word. Get, it's a muggle. Are you genuinely offended if we're like, oh, a muggle job? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. Uh, David's 30 and turning into a gammon, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Muggle job. Yeah, that's it. I've quit my nine to five office job or muggle job as some of us in the theatrical world say sorry if the use of the word muggle offends anyone i don't think it really does offend you just like to tweet about it i don't know (laughs) yes i've quit my job and to be an actor i've actually done it i've taken the leap um yeah congratulations and jubilations because i was thinking about this when does anyone ever congratulate you about leaving a job? Yeah. They always congratulate you when you've got one, but you are never congratulated when you leave it, which may in fact make you a damn sight happier than you were when you got the fucking thing. So congratulations, David. Thank you very much. I am a lot happier now that I've moved on. And before, oh God, I've, I suppose I've got to cover bases, haven't I? There's no offence to anyone that works in an office or worked in the office that I worked in. It just isn't for me. I'm just not mm. built for an office job, as it were. No, I mean, you gave it a good fucking go. Well, yeah, I've been working in that office for four years. <laughs> like, if that's not a go, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Took me a while to realise it wasn't for me. Well, I knew it wasn't for me because I'm more into the creative actory side of things, but it didn't that didn't pay the bills, honey. Christ, I can't get away mm. with saying that, but you somehow can. Why? Saying paying the bills, honey. You've said, no. you've said that before. <laughs> and I just found... Like a very white person. (laughs) You're like, doesn't pay the bills, honey. (laughs) Not pay the bills, honey, I'm afraid. But then, yeah, I realised that, I don't know, I think working in an office, I was doing the acting alongside full-time work and trying to balance the two. And I had done quite successfully, literally since I started working in that job, because my fifth day of working, I got an audition to do Bouncers with Black Box Theatre, that my boss very kindly let me have the time off to do it. And then I got that job and I had to balance touring with working full time, like starting early, finishing early, to then go on stage and act for about an hour and a half. And I did that two more times with 39 Steps and Blythe Spirit and stuff. That's mental. Yeah. I don't to know think how that I you were it. literally only in the job five days as well. Yeah, and then got an acting audition and got it. And I was like, shit, how am I going to do this? Oh, God. Because it wasn't an acting job. that It was a well-paid acting job, but it wasn't an acting job I could leave full-time work for 
because I mm. would have to have something lined up afterwards. So I was like, well, I can balance the two. How hard can it be? I'll just get up ridiculously early, start at 7am at the office, leave at 3, drive on up to where it is I'm performing, do a show, drive on back, get home at midnight, rinse and repeat the following day. Bosh. Christ. <laughs> wow. When I think about it as well, like if I try to... The upshot is you make it work, but everybody knows that running on that little steam is not good for you. And I can't imagine doing it myself. I'd like to think if for whatever reason I was in that position, I just, it's a case of having to. But knowing what you're like as a person as well, yeah, it just baffles me because, all right, I would do that. But sometimes I can get like eight, nine hours sleep and I'm still fucking vile. <laughs> you were getting like maybe four because you don't go to bed early either. Yeah, the problem is and... when you do a show, you're on a bit of a high afterwards. And then by the time mm. you've driven home, it's like, oh, I'm not tired. I'll try and get to sleep. Oh, shit, I need to be up in a few hours. Uh, it'll be fine. I'll just drink a lot of Lucozade. <laughs> yeah, but like you're so chirpy. And I mean, maybe it's because I see you at the the uh, the preferred job as opposed to <laughs> You don't see <laughs> me office. in the mornings and I'm like, fuck you now. Yeah, yeah, because you, I mean, up until you turning 30, you were quite a happy-go-lucky, cheery kind of guy, and then 30. What is, what is this? Like, why does, why does my age keep having to be brought up in this series of the show? And I can't what believe. Has, has there been a change since I turned 30 and I'd now just become a grumpy old man? Uh. Yes. <laughs> you know it. You were so fun and young and I thought you were like 24 when I met you and then you turned 30 and now you're like 40. Fucking hell. Thanks, Scarlett. <laughs> Is it because like when we did, so the last show we did together was Blythe Spirit that I was a bit of a grumpy, curmudgeon old man during that show? Was that I it? don't know. Was it? That's a, that's a yes, isn't it? Oh, you can hear her eyes roll, even if you can't right, see Right, I'm it. putting it out there. Um, he enjoyed the nipple flicking in the 39 Steps. Blythe Spirit got on his last nerve. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't enjoy any of the abuse, but <laughs> you didn't abuse me that much during 39 Steps because you were quite the quiet, timid young girl and were just coming out of your <laughs> shell. But by the time we started Blythe Spirit, your shell was fucking miles away by that point, And you were like, yeah, slapping me with a... You st- one, this is something that um, our friend Peter McCrowen mentioned. One sh- one time we were just in the backstage gazebo and you were just hitting me with a belt constantly. Just going, naughty boy, naughty boy, naughty boy. And I just stood there and was just seedy. like... I didn't say boy, I was just going, naughty, 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 naughty. <laughs> that's just, that's just, that's it, that's better obviously. And I just stood there and I was like... Yeah, I'm just going to let this happen. Whatever. She'll get tired and bored eventually. But no, she didn't. That carried on. And it was just like, oh, God. Well. We've got another show coming up (laughs) this year. We are supposed to be married in that. What the fuck is he going to have to put up with this time around? Yeah, but we're playing a married couple who clearly, well, at least from my character side of things, clearly doesn't like his wife. Because we're Tony and Ange and Abigail's party. There's no redeeming qualities with Tony there is absolutely nothing in that dialogue that suggests that he wants a future with Ange even though they're married he's not even sure he really wanted to marry her or should have done um 
he doesn't care for a future with her or children. <laughs> but in the context of the play, he's that person. And I, you've all been there where you've been invited to a party you don't want to go mm. to and you've got to pretend to like everyone. And I've been several parties like that. So that's how I relate to Tony. <laughs> you find one thing you can relate to to the character. I don't relate to all the like, you know maybe he's abusive and he's also a bit of a dickhead but i relate to the being at parties you don't want to be at and you don't know anyone and it's just really awkward that's how i relate to the character david relates to the part where he thinks about putting sellotape over my mouth <laughs> oh i 100 percent relate to that <laughs> hilarious i relate to it every time you say as you're now 30 like, 30 is so old. Well, it's not. Fucking hell. We'll blink and I'll be 30 and you'll be 40. Wow. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not 10 years older oh, than no. you. Only. Uh, you'll be 30. I'll be 37. It doesn't, it, there's no gap there at all. Is that, isn't that scary? That That's put me up a bit. Think about that. I'm 30. You're 37. Where the fuck will we be then? Um, Six I foot under? <laughs> I was going to say series 11, but all right, we'll be dead, apparently. Well, if I can't get any petrol, then I might just have to die. (laughs) (laughs) God, 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 God. No, did you say maybe we'll kill each other? No, I said who will kill each other? Who will kill the other? Will it be you killing me or me killing you? Maybe we'll like Romeo and Juliet it in a platonic way. Maybe I'll just snap when you've just hit me with the belt one too many times. No, I'm joking. I'm not really going to kill you. Oh, right. I? Well, you heard it here first, listeners. Um, David plans to take my belt straight out my hands, wrap it around my neck and say sayonara to Scarlet. I feel like this is going to get played in court. <laughs> Evidence. What are we talking about? Good God. Um, you uh, and working. Oh, not working. Uh, oh, I was saying how it's quite admirable you juggling the two jobs knowing how strenuous that must have been on you and the fact that you could still be the happy cheery guy you once were once were (laughs) so for the two big tours i did i did bouncers and 39 steps and i had quite big parts in both of them like for 39 steps obviously me and you talking about your appendage (laughs) for fuck's sake Oh, urge to kill. Anyway, because um, <laughs> for 39 Steps, obviously, we both had quite a lot to do. We had several characters to voice and shit like that. And I Several? Did those, you I mean, were on like 36, were you? Yeah, but you had a lot to do as well. Yeah, but I mean, 36, several doesn't cut it, David. Come I mean, it was, about yourself, like, honey. it was about like 22, but All right, well. 50, I voiced 50 characters in that play. <laughs> Good God. Uh, inflation we're in 2021 now <laughs> everything goes up excuse me i just burped and we're gonna do it again <gasps> that was a big one i'll give that a seven and a half out of ten <laughs> kindness anyway so cutting this no can't very funny <laughs> <laughs> so like for bounce and 39 steps i had more to do in those shows and yet I felt fine balancing work. And I was going into the office for those shows mm. and having to get up on show days if they were during the week, getting up ridiculously early to drive in and then, you know, do work at the crack of door and then leave early and get to where I was going in time, perform 
especially for 39 steps, that was a full two-act play. We were on stage the whole time. But then for some reason, this year, doing Blythe Spirit, we I was working from home. So if anything, it was easier for me. And in Blythe Spirit, I had a smaller part than the previous two shows playing Dr. Bradman. I'm only in like a third of the play, if that. But for some reason, I remember just driving to one of the shows and just thinking can't fucking do this anymore this is ridiculous I was just getting so tired and so stressed and I don't and I was like but why why am I like this should be easier because Mm. I'm working from home so it's a lot easier I literally can just wake up roll out of bed start working so I don't have to worry too much about travel time and stuff I guess part of it was that at the same time I was trying to produce my show Aop Hitler with the hope that it was going to be performing in September time which it did but yeah I guess I was thinking about that and I was also thinking I've got to take quite a bit of annual leave off and a lot of our shows I think that was it a lot of our shows because they were open air ones were taking place over the whole weekend so Mm. there would often be times where we'd have the Saturday and the Sunday and I realized fuck I'm not having any days off at all I'm literally like Thursday Friday working going to a show Saturday doing a show and driving god knows where because we drove we drove all over the fucking Mm. shop for Blythe Spirit we went quite far to like Wiltshire Surrey Sussex and all that lot Swindon people to the magic roundabout (laughs) (laughs) we went to the Isle of Wight one time didn't we yes that was a bloody long day that was a long day and that was a Sunday and I literally I didn't I'd been quite stupid yeah I, I was supposed to be at work the next day and I was like, we're not getting a ferry back from the Isle of Wight till midnight and I was supposed to start work at eight. So I was messaging my boss on that day and went, yeah, I, I, I won't be coming in till about 10. <laughs> but like, I don't know Jesus. what it was. I got, I got. You were news. even on punk IPA on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I just got really tired and stressed. And then I think one thing that I didn't realise at the time, but looking back, I do, is that our friend Peter McCrowan, he called me up one day during the run of Blythe Spirit and said that, oh, he there's a production of Taming of the Shrew going on at Titchfield Festival Theatre. They're looking for a professional actor to play Horatio. Hi, hello, future Dave here. Uh, quick, hold off your Facebook comments and your tweets and your pitchforks and your flaming torches. I know, I know. I only just realised while editing, there is no Horatio in Taming of the Shrew. It's Hortensio. I'm so sorry. Probably helps I didn't end up playing the part. Can't even get his bloody name right. Anyway, back to the episode. The rehearsals are happening at the same time as Blythe Spirit, but they don't there's not that much of an overlap. So like I'd be able to do the, some of the rehearsals and then still do the shows. And then the actual shows for Taming the Shrew start a week after Blythe Spirit finishes. And it's expenses for rehearsals, but the shows are paid 600 quid. Thank you very much. And I was like, that'd be quite good. I like Taming of the Shrew. Horatio is quite a good part. But I turned it down. And my reason for that was, oh, because it's quite soon after Blythe Spirit and I've got work and producing Aop Hitler to do and stuff like that. And then I looked back on it and thought, I could have easily done that show and gotten that 600 quid and I would have loved it. Mm. But work was what was holding me back. And I was like, "Uh, that's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. But I didn't realise it at the time. My excuse was, I've got to be in producer mode for Aop Hitler. 
and, you know, work and stuff. But I was like, oh, no, work's actually the problem because I'd have to take time off and everything. Which is difficult because I suppose to some extent, obviously, you're grateful to your employer for having let you have time off for Blythe Spirit, what time mm. off you did take for that. But you're... Well, I just used my annual leave. But then your annual leave should be used for leave. But I was taking my annual leave... For work. To work, essentially. Mm. I did always, I can remember, obviously, when we first met, you explaining what you did, like, as your job job. Um, and I was like, wow, he must be rolling in it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Mad. But then to not be rolling in it and spending all your time, obviously, you've got, you've got financial ties, haven't you? Because you've got your house and mm. your dog and just bills, and you need food in your belly, all that sort of stuff. Yes. So compared to me, like if I go a month not making very much, I don't have bailiffs knocking at my door. That's the difference, I suppose. I Mm. have that luxury. You weren't the same, and so I accepted that, like, there must be a way, there must be a way of juggling two jobs, because David does it, Mm. but... I suppose with time and he's and not pressure. sleeping, but he's doing yeah. it. But then I suppose I didn't realise that because, like I say, you didn't give that impression because of the way that you were. Although, yeah, again, I, I, I'm repeating myself, but I was seeing you for the part that you loved, not mm. for the the other. Yeah, no matter how tired I'd get if I was, you know, at a venue and we're setting up for a show. I'd be like, this is fucking great because I'm acting and I'm getting paid for it and stuff. And mm, yeah. At the time, it was like, well, this is just a bonus because I'm getting the money to pay rent and bills for my full-time job and then the money I earn from acting is kind of pocket money and stuff. Mm. But at the expense of my body just being like, good God, stop yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. And life was normal then as well. Uh, yeah, that's true. There was no COVID back then, allegedly. Well, there was because it's called COVID-19, but it wasn't here or was it? I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, but like, that's just mental. I mean, obviously life has slowed down, hasn't it? Yeah. Case of having to. It definitely feels like things are picking up, but I can't decide myself whether I feel like that just because we've done so little. Mm. But I don't, I, I don't know. Like you say, maybe you're fuck this is so much with yeah. Blythe Spirit even though you had a small both a smaller part and you were working from home is it mm. because like we're all so out of practice with actually just doing the hamster wheel if you know what maybe. I mean maybe yeah I guess it could be like that yeah and by that I don't mean any disregard for how you were feeling you just everybody must worry more now than they've yeah. ever had to there's just more more brain power going about when you're going about your day because you have to think about i don't know fucking andy backing your hands or washing them or putting on your mask before you go in somewhere or just or just going outside in general which yeah is something we're not really used to doing exactly another one for you sir i'd always thought like oh, i would like to quit my job and act full time but mm. i was always like oh i'll wait until the big acting job that pays the big bucks comes along where I have to quit my job and work six months in, I don't know, Tahiti (laughs) on a giant blockbuster. I don't know why I just picked a random place. Um, But, you know, that's kind of like a bit of a 
dreamer's I logic suppose. that that's going to happen. Yeah, and until you can put yourself out there for those sort of jobs, mm. all the time you've got another commitment. The deciding moment for me came about in August, mm. where, so it, it came about from the play Aop Hitler. I wasn't supposed to be in it, and I was looking at my annual leave for the rest of the year and going, right, I know I've got Abigail's party, and I know I've got Aop Hitler, but I'm only writing and producing that, so I can do a lot of, I, I don't need to take all of my annual leave off because I can work remotely when we're in Bristol and London, so that's fine, and I'll take a few days off for the rehearsal so I can, you know, be there for that. And then one of our actors dropped out, we weren't able to fill the spot, so I took on one of the roles in the show, meaning I had to take off all of the rehearsal time on annual leave. I mean, I tried to use my flexi time because one of the things about my office job was they let me work flexible hours and I could then build up flexi time and then have an extra day off a month. That's what you're entitled to. And so I thought, well, if I'm clever with my flexi, because one of our rehearsal days is the last day of August and one of them is the last day of September... I've done this before where I've had two flexi days in a row, but they, you know, go across Sorry, two is that months. last day of August and first day of October? First day of September. Uh, sorry, first day of September, yeah. Yeah, what did I say? You said the last day of August and the last day of September. Oh, I meant first day of September. I meant words, you know what I meant, people. <laughs> um, and But then I had a chat with my boss and he said, oh, you're not really supposed to build up flexi with the purpose of having a day off. And I was like, but I have been for the past three years and that's been mm-hmm. allowed. So what's changed? And apparently it was a new policy. And I was like, okay. So I used my annual leave to book off those last few days of rehearsal for Aop Hitler. And I thought, ah, there's a bit of a problem now. I don't have enough annual leave left to take off for rehearsals for Abigail's party. And some of the shows are quite far away. And there's another Isle of Wight show, which is during a weekday, where Mm. I would need to take time off. And I was like, ah, this is a slight problem, isn't it? Because if I can't take the time off work, I'm not going to be able to do this very, very good play, which I've always wanted to do with a company that I've loved working with. And I'm going to have to turn it down to do an office job, which is not what I want to do with my life so I kind of had to think Mm. about that and then at the start of August things were very stressful because trying to balance work and also get things ready for Aop Hitler which I was now having to be in and learn the lines and then two weeks before rehearsal started one of our actors who was a very specific casting type pulled out and we were unable to find anyone to replace him so Hannah stepped in to take on the role But in order for her to do that, I had to rewrite the script. So I was like, shit, I've got to rewrite the script in a couple of days to fit that in because we can't get anyone else to take on the part because it's profit share and we've tried looking and not had any luck and I've got to make a decision now. And with all these stresses piling up and piling up and the thought of then going to work was just something that made my stomach kind of turn Mm. in a way. And I was like, this is so stressful and I don't, I just can't do it. And I'd started looking at everything at life in general and I was like could I handle the stresses of producing this show yes but what's stopping me from doing that work why is that 
I don't like my job. It's not what I want to do. And I know I was thinking also because my work is stopping me from doing what I want to do, which is act. And so I made the decision to be like, to actually quit my job because I knew that if I turned down an actual acting role because of my job, I would hate myself for it. So I just Mm. thought, fuck it. I think this is the time I'm actually at the crossroads and I've got to choose between one or the other. So yeah, I took that leap. And I feel fucking fantastic. I've ne- I've genuinely never felt happier. Uh, or I haven't felt this happy in a long time. <laughs> it's like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. Because I've been thinking about leaving this job for a while, but nothing's come up. And I've looked at other jobs, but I'm like, yeah, but they don't have flexi time. And this job does give me that. And then all of a sudden, the flexible option was taken away from me. So I was like, huh. So the whole benefit of having this job isn't there anymore to go alongside acting. So, yeah, I feel great. It's amazing. (laughs) Quit your job, people, and become an actor. (laughs) Follow your creative endeavours. You only live life once. Do it. That's lovely, though. And I'm so glad that you feel that way. Because I'm sure leading up to it, it was all very daunting and... Mm. scary and do I make the jump don't I make the jump what will people say I know that's sort of a bit yeah risque but I do think people are more concerned about what people what others think than they sort of would let on to did anyone have an opinion you didn't want to hear I was worried about what my parents might think because they did encourage me not to put all my eggs in one basket. And so at college, I didn't do a full-time drama course. I did an A-level drama course alongside two other A-levels, film studies, which, you know, load of prospects with film studies. But I also did English literature, you know, an actual, an mm. actual course. <laughs> and then when I went to uni, I did a combined honours, which was drama and media, two Mickey Mouse degrees for the price of one. But actually, I did learn quite a lot studying media and there are a lot of skills from that as well. Probably boded well for you with the marketing as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But no, they're really supportive about if you want to be a professional actor, you should probably make an actual go of it and not Mm. hold back because otherwise you're just going to be stuck on the same level forever when you could actually try and progress your career and do more stuff. And you're not going to be able to do that stuck behind a computer in an office that you just want to you know put your head through a wall because it's so boring again Mm. nothing against people that want to work in offices I've worked with people who have been working in there for years and have retired and that's fine but it's not for me at all Mm. I'm like I just I feel like I'm wasted in an office I want to be I want to be on the stage (laughs) (laughs) but like a lot of my friends as well friends from the acting world and people who aren't have all been very supportive and said yep good for you glad you're going for it and stuff like that so that's good yeah I don't know how some people in my office feel. Um, I haven't heard anything from senior management since making the announcement that I, since I handed in my notice. Um, And also because I'm the only person, I was the only person in my office who knew how to do my job. (laughs) That kind of left them at a bit of a, oh, shit, (laughs) a moment. But Mm. I've trained up a new person and she's picked it up like that. So it seems like it's been left in good hands. But yeah, I don't know. I do feel like some of, not all, but oh, they won't listen. Who cares? Some of the uh, some of the people who I worked with maybe thought that my acting was just a little side hobby. You mm. know, off you go and do your thing and whatever. And maybe not realising that it is a profession that you can follow 
and not be a big blockbuster Chris Pratt type actor. You can still make a living out of it without being, you know, an A-lister yet. Anyway, who knows? (laughs) I might be there. I'll be voicing Mario in the Mario movie next. Move over, Chris Pratt. I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's genuinely been quite a positive reaction from from people and everything. I think mm-hmm. it's a long time coming. It has been a long time coming wanting to actually do this. And it is terrifying because, you know, yeah. it's a job that, you know, pays the bills and pays the wages and stuff. But it's not what I wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I actually took that leap. And I've got some flexible zero hours work as well to do alongside it, which is quite, you know, it will give me money to survive. I'm happy, which is, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's the main thing. I think the last 18 months has probably shown to a lot of people that you need to do what makes you happy because life's too short. And it's just, you only get one chance, don't you? So Mm. go, David. Woo! Right then, mate. After the same again. I did put a little call out on social media saying like, you know, David's quitting his job. Have you ever done that or anything? But some stories that we got in from people, they like had been, had had a a life almost laid out for them and they just went, nope, fuck it. I'm not doing that. I'm doing what I want and actually training to be an actor. Mm. And it's reading some of the stories that got sent in. It was like, oh, there's no age limit to it if that makes sense yeah like you can yeah. be in your early 20s and then take a co- complete career change and start studying to be an actor or you can be in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s like fuck it mm. it's one life just bloody go for it yeah well, like one of them we you know he's been mentioned marcus churchill mm-hmm. our friend marcus who played goebbels for me and Adolf hitler but he said that he sold his flat his car his furniture and his possessions quit his full-time job to do actor training at 35 years old yeah best thing he ever did yeah it takes some courage Mm. definitely i mean the other thing is as well anyone that's listened for the last couple of series will know that i although i'm lucky enough to like i say not have any serious outgoings Mm. it weighed heavy on my mind that i was in the position you are now to some extent because I had absolutely no income through the pandemic because of when I had started working professionally, graduated, started working and the accounts that I had, like my self-employed assessment and stuff, I hadn't worked for long enough in order to gain any help from the government according to what I'd earned because I'd never submitted any books. So I sort of fell through the gaps and obviously was lucky enough to be like propped up by my family and Liam and Liam's family. Like I'm very lucky. I am so grateful for the people that I have around me and that sort mm. of support system, not only emotionally and but financially as well. There's no doubt about it. Um, at, at 23, if you'd have told me when I was 15 that I'd have been living off my parents, like literally hand to mouth like that. I, I would have been like, no way, at 23 I'll be settled down, married, thinking about having kids. Like, <laughs> you just have no idea what life's going to chuck at you. I wouldn't have it any other way now that mm. I'm at this point in my life. Um, because just like you, I wouldn't be happy. I yeah. would not be happy doing... Uh, uh, it wouldn't matter if it paid the bills. 
as morbid and sort of matter of fact as it is, life wouldn't be worth living. No amount mm. of money. I know it's sort of cliche that money doesn't buy you happiness, but you yeah. can have all the money in the world. If you've got no time to do the things that you love, then what's it worth? The people reconsidering their their life choices and stuff late, later on, perhaps everybody's lives take different sort of twists and turns, don't they? The fact is, if you never gave it a shot, you'd never know. So fair play to all the people that just put their balls in their hands, even if it's a case that they did something creative I don't know, tried to make it as a busking musician or something, hoping that they'd get seen and then they were just like, fuck it, this doesn't make me happy anymore, I'm just going to go and get a nine to five and that's what's made them happy. Fair play to anybody that will take do do the jump and go down a different career path. That's I I think that's, that's very inspirational because it takes some gumption, doesn't it? What is it they say? Is it like 90% or even 99% of all actors are not working at one time or something like that? Mm. Which is a very depressing thing for people to say, and it's like, thanks. But that doesn't mean they're not not working. They're still like, they're not just sat not earning any money. Like, actors are out doing odd jobs here and there or working, you know, behind bars or Mm. doing other self-employed tasks or perhaps working at a box office in a theatre. Yes, someone someone i know who i'm talking to right now <laughs> yeah and i mean that's that's working out perfectly for me because i have to give my availability on a monthly basis mm. and i know if i've got short even if i've got like something something comes up and i i'll need to do an audition or a self tape or something like that i know that there's enough other people that will be able to pick up my shift if i can't do it so yeah. That sort of uh, working environment is, is is perfect, really, and puts a bit of money in my account when when their acting work dries up. At the moment, mm. though, I don't know about you, my inbox is full of stuff, and it all seems to be fucking clashing with each other. If <laughs> I could work all the jobs that have come up for next month, I'd be earning about fucking five grand in the month, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but... Shit ain't that good. <laughs> Just ain't that lucky. It's all on the same bloody day. Um, you you got to take the, the rough with the smooth. That yeah. rough's a lot smoother if you actually enjoy it and it makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. One of the um, people that came to us on Twitter, a guy called Dale, mm. he said, I have lost slash quit many jobs over the years to acting. Uh, the last one at age 47. I can't stop acting I've tried. And that's like, why would you stop acting? Like, I I guess like maybe it's, you know, wanting to maybe like thinking, oh, I should stop because to do a full time job. But if and I know some people that have that have gone, yeah, it's not for me. If you know that, you know, acting's for you and you can't stop it, then don't essentially. Mm. Um, But we are so we are so conditioned to think that and from a very very young age you write all those things or bits of paper that get stuck on whiteboards and shit that say what do I want to be when I grow up and you are conditioned to think that a job with a steady income will make you happy and your life more worthwhile than somebody who doesn't have that it's capitalism honeys I'm 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 gonna get all on my hashtag capitalism (laughs) I'm getting on my soapbox about it Again, like, I can remember having a conversation only, what, 
nine months ago with my family about like oh I, according to my degree and the experience I have blah 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 working a job job I could be earning like 35 grand a year for some company why don't I do that there's things I want in life that I'll never be able to afford all the time I'm doing acting they're like you're not doing acting you didn't even get much of a fucking chance before we were locked down how can you Mm. say like you can't give up you've barely even got started and in some ways I suppose that was like a it was tough because yeah I barely had got started and then it was like rug from under your feet but everybody Mm. was in the same boat so I couldn't feel like poor me at least I'd had a chance there'd have been people that had graduated when I did that never even got their first professional job and probably thought fuck this the theatre's never gonna open again and just gave up the dream there and then but that could have genuinely stopped you from acting the whole covid thing yeah it's like well I've had my chance but oh that's it the universe is telling me something yeah Yeah. you could have just stopped there and then and gone oh I guess that's it then oh well never mind I'll Mm. focus on finding a new job as i mentioned his tweet earlier dale said reactions are mixed about his whole wanting to pursue acting actor friends understand non-actor friends don't some even ridicule hashtag my journey not yours hashtag Mm. no regrets hashtag don't quit your daydream that's the thing they always say don't quit your day job but i like that don't quit your daydream yeah that's really nice have you ever had anyone ridicule you for saying that you're an actor or wanting to act i think myself rather fortunate that I actually haven't I've not Mm. had anyone say I think I like to think that anybody that said just don't get famous this week all right please like okay it's probably (laughs) like in part a joke but I don't think they mean it maliciously no um oh remember us when you're famous (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I mean I won't Um, but yeah I haven't I suppose a lot of my friends either have known me since I was at school and they knew that was what I wanted to do then and really they probably admire the fact that I have made that a reality all right I'm not on Hollywood but I'm being paid to do it do you know what I mean? And that's mm. that's an achievement in itself, I think. I'm being paid to do what some people would only consider to be a hobby. Oh, um, yeah. And but I've never had somebody actually sort of like tongue-in-cheek take the piss. Like, yeah, right. None of that. Obviously, I'm quite fortunate in having not had so. Mm. That's last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. I've never worked a job job where you can sort of work your way up i have and there have been certain job jobs where i've worked and i've almost purposefully not progressed like i worked as a teaching assistant Mm. and everyone was like you'd make a really good teacher dave and i was like yeah yeah sure no uh i didn't want to be a teacher so and then i worked um as an admin assistant for adult social services and everyone there was like you know what if you you could be a really good care manager or a social worker dave and i'm like yeah 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 no yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then um yes the job i'm in now working in a procurement department i did attempt to not so much progress to a different role but maybe get like a bit of a promotion or new responsibilities Mm. but that didn't go anywhere and i was like uh Mm. but yeah like the jobs like being a 
I could have been a te- I could have pursued teaching. I could have pursued social work because I was in those mm. jobs and I was told I could have been good. But I was like, but I don't want to. Yeah, no. And I knew I wanted to act, but I always thought that was a pipe dream and it could never happen. And now mm. it has. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but like, you know, I'm very grateful that I've been able to work a full-time job and I've been able to balance the acting and stuff. But I'm so glad I'm leaving. <laughs> The sort of people that you'd have come across as well that would be like, oh, yeah, so we're seeing, seeing your name in lights next week. What <laughs> film are you in? That sort of stuff. And then meaning it like, you're never going to make it because I'm a bitter old bitch Then this is all I've done. Um, I'm not calling anyone I work with bitter old bitches. No, I am. To their face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all they've ever done and all they will ever aspire to. And that's the case for a lot of people that work in offices and stuff. And that's fine if that's what makes them happy. But they shouldn't yeah. throw shade around, like, making judgments on people about what what other people, what makes them happy. They only aspire to get promoted within their office and within their um, sector and that's not where you want to be promoted. So do you know what I mean? And so they'll mm. never get it. They'll never get it because when they were five, somebody asked them, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And they said, I want to wear suit trousers and a shirt that's too tight for me and a big spotty tie and work in an office and drink shit coffee out of a shit coffee machine for the rest of my life. <laughs> I hate wearing like office clothes like office trousers are just the worst like the awkward office shirts I threw them out and like we've I've had to go back to the office a few times during my notice period and so I've just worn black jeans and a shirt I like but I just I hate office clothes why do we have to what's the point oh you got to look smart for the office. who cares let us wear jeans for fuck's sake Christ mm. <laughs> I don't want to conform to your ideals <laughs> They can't have you wearing your spray-on skinnies, David. (laughs) Your man leggings. (laughs) I'm joking, he doesn't own any of those. Not that I've seen, anyway. I accidentally once went to a clothes shop and I picked up a pair of jeans to try in the dressing room. Dressing room? God, I'm such an actor. I'm such a lovey darling. Changing room. (laughs) And I went to put them on, like, to try them on. And I was like, what the fuck is with these? And they were skinny ones. And I couldn't get them. Couldn't get them over the bloody calf. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) How do people squeeze into these? Uh, But then it seems like... the (laughs) The people who do wear skinny jeans have got, like, literally stick-thin legs. I'm like, where's the muscle? Like, do you not walk? Do you just, like, lie down for a couple of... Now, now, David, don't be... Don't be judgy about I'm people. I'm not being judgy. People I'm just with confused. chow mein for legs. Chow mein for legs. Oh, yeah, that's not judgy. <laughs> I was being ironic. <laughs> I had a tweet from Kate Hargrave. After becoming a mum at 19, I chose a stable job and put my acting dreams on hold. In April 2021, I was made redundant and thought, stuff the kids. No. Oh, no, she didn't say that. <laughs> oh, no, she didn't say stuff the kids. No, she <laughs> <laughs> she said is it I'm christmas sorry. and are they eating child <laughs> no i was like stuff them no uh in april 2021 <laughs> i was made redundant and thought stuff it the kid's uh, 22 i'm doing it right there we go hell yeah power to the sister uh went self-employed as an actor entertainer artist photographer anything else interesting loving it brilliant oh that's so nice that's the thing like uh, everyone that 
I everyone that I've seen that said that they quit their job to pursue acting, there's no regret. They're like, yeah, brilliant. We'll make it work. That's absolutely fine. Maybe it's a flavour of another um, career that really makes you like, no, fuck this. I'm going to put my everything into what I want. This is on Facebook. Joanne Denson Stockdale, uh, who I know and I've worked with before, oh. gave up full-time work at the age of 53 to do actor training. Best decision I've ever made. Wow. There you go. Is that how long it takes to save up to go to drama school? <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> is the answer oh dear <sighs> jokes aside fair play to you that's that's really uh, yeah I'm envious I'm envious of the like just throwing all the balls in the air and seeing where they fall and hoping that it it makes makes you happier and it does it seems in most cases yeah and you're never too old or young to do it no essentially I imagine if I got to like my 50s and I had like a full-time job and kids and stuff like that I wouldn't in a million years dream of just going yeah fuck it I'll just relearn or go back to studying yeah why not so that takes a lot of guts I say to to Mm. do that definitely I mean at least they've built up a bit of employer pension I'll never have any (laughs) I've got a bit yeah exactly (laughs) probably not that much (laughs) (laughs) if you've learned anything you know follow your dreams quit your jobs if just literally like i've tried to convince so many people to quit (laughs) their day jobs i was talking to my friend um francesca who she um creates like you know false nails or that you can wear oh yeah okay god i'm I'm such a man acrylics Um, Yes, I you know, and she's got her own nail designs that she sells on Etsy. Shout out, Fran Victoria Nails. They're brilliant. I've brought a couple of sets for Hannah and they're always... I thought you were going to say for your toes. <laughs> for my toes. No, I think she just does nails. I think she just does nails for fingers. I don't think she's done any toe ones. Francesca, if you're listening... Branch out. Yeah, branch out to the old foot fetish toe acrylic <laughs> manicures. <laughs> um, but her business has done really well and she's had like over... 2000 sales on Etsy oh, wow. since she started and she's saying like oh she's wanted to go full time on that front and I've just been like yeah fuck it quit the day job go for it and talking to my other friend who's thinking about Twitch streaming and quitting her job I'm like yeah fuck it quit your job go for <laughs> it I'm just like to everyone just quit your jobs fuck the economy <laughs> so if anyone's listening quit your job become an actor become a writer become anything just become uh, yeah. whatever your dreams oh that fell flat. What is it called? What's that thing you do? No, you do. There's a song in Pinocchio. What's it going like? Um, uh, when you wish upon a star, <laughs> makes no difference who you are, whether you work in an office or McDonald's or. Don't sing any more lines of the song, or Disney will sue us, or okay. probably claim this podcast. God Why would they? But there's a bit in it about dreams. Makes yes. no difference who you are. Mm. When you wish upon a star, you're... So when David wishes upon being an actor... Oh, my God. His dreams came true. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful note to end it on. Bye, everyone. Ta-da. Sleep well, my pretties. What are you two still doing here? Go on, sling your hook.
See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Siggers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.